welcome to the School Business Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm talking with a school business manager about how to hit the ground running in a new school when you haven't had a handover. We're talking about how to adapt to a new place, new systems and new people, as well as why we should celebrate our successes and how to seek support when we need it. And if you're about to start your first ever school business manager role, this episode will definitely be helpful to you too. Here we go with nine hot tips. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Sarah Poultney. Sarah is a school business manager in a voluntary primary school in Warwickshire, which is logistically complex with three sites across three villages. Before discovering her calling as a school business manager, Sarah taught reception and year one before having a career break to start a family. She then transitioned into working for the library service, including a secondment as a deputy manager. After six years and realising that her heart was in planning an organisation, she accepted her first non-teaching role in education leadership support in a new studio school in the town where she lived. She left this role due to there being no progression and joined her current school where she has been school business manager for three and a half years. In her spare time, Sarah loves spending time with family, reading, gardening, cooking and sewing. She's a member of the SBL Sewing Club on Twitter and she has also recently adopted an ex-racing greyhound which is keeping her very busy. Now today we're talking about nine tips to hit the ground running in a new post when you haven't had a handover. Thank you for joining me today. And before we kind of dig into these tips for starting a new role, I just want to say you're a teacher. Well, I was. (laughs) Not anymore. Now you're a business manager. You have come over from the dark side. Tell us about tell us about that. How is it? I prefer this. I think as a when I started (laughs) teaching, I was young. Um and because I'm I I love the planning side of things, I was very much a, a case of, well, I'm going to plan this and I will say this, and then the children will respond like this. And of course that doesn't work, especially with reception in year one. No. <laughs> it was an ideal opportunity when I, I had my first child, my daughter. It was an ideal opportunity to think, no, I'm not going to go back into teaching. Mm. How have you found it? I, I think it's been really useful to have that background knowledge, actually, because um, mm. I still feel that I, I feel that I understand the reasons why we do what we do as business managers. Um, mm. I feel that I can comment on things that are happening around school and that I'm taken seriously, I think, um, by, by other members of SLT that, yeah, I, I possibly do know what I'm talking about. I was going to say it's got to be a bonus that you have that that teaching background. Do I you find so. yourself? Do you find yourself getting dragged in though? I, th- I feel like I've seen some tweets from you where you have been in reception in year one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to go. I tend to go down to nursery, um, mm. and the nursery that we have, I actually worked there for a while when my son was younger. Um, right. And I, love, I absolutely love it. It's just a, a nice sort of break to your week. Um, mm. And I I don't mind sort of children coming and sitting on my knee or being fed Play-Doh cakes and stuff. So, <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just a, it, I feel like you understand what we're doing a little bit more and you know, you get to know the children and mm. it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely part of the job. So I, I'm happy to be dragged into it. Obviously not all the time. <laughs> Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it full time by any stretch. But you have the best of both worlds now. Yes. Yeah, I really feel I do. So you've said before you like planning an organisation. Um, mm. So the school business manager role is the role for you. But obviously, <laughs> when you hit a new, when you when you start a new job and you haven't got a handover, that's a whole new level, isn't it? You know. So you're talking us through your yeah. tips today. So where are we going first? Yeah. 
so the first thing for me um, is if you can, if you possibly can, spend time in your new school before you start officially. Um, I think if you can sort of go into it on a, you, you've not just got to go in and start the job, you can go in and, and start to meet people. Um, and it, it's quite informal then. You can meet your new team if you've got one, um, meet all the other staff and ask questions, spend that time sort of getting to know them and their role, what they do. Um, and for me, it was sort of exploring my own office. I'd not had my own office before. Um, no, not all business managers do, but it was really good to be able to sort of poke around and see what rubbish had been left in the desk and and clear out things and get rid of stuff. Um, you know, you can look at the files that are on the bookshelves and do you need them? I mean, you, you might not want to make that decision straight away, but at least you can sort of think, oh, I'm not sure if this is what I would want. Um, and you need to sort of start to put your own stamp on it, I think. So um, for me, doing that in my office was, was a really good way of doing it. Um, and you also want to sort of get get to know your school walk around it um and to be able to do that again before you officially start was just so useful um and for me having the the three sites and being able to go and visit the nursery on, in one village reception in another village it was it sort of put everything into context and i could understand who the staff were um what the needs were of their of their role and looking at the buildings and the facilities that we got as well, that was really useful to do. So I would say definitely, definitely get in before you start a job, if you can, and start to look around. Did you find staff approaching you as well, knowing that you were around, and like you say, being quite informal, were they coming to you and, and asking you questions um, and, and chatting with you? Not really. I think because everybody's also is so busy. Um I think I was probably more of a pest to them actually going up and asking <laughs> them questions and what did they do and um but I think it, it's yeah it's starting to build your relationships by being interested in in other people and that's a, that's a really mm. important thing to do absolutely so you're talking about the people what about getting to know how things work and operate oh crikey that was a, a tough one um for me, it was, you know, where are the logins? Where are all your passwords for all the different sites you need to log on to? Um, and I didn't know. I had nothing. I mean, it took me a while to, to find a folder on my computer that said handover. And what was in there wasn't particularly useful. So mm. I was sort of trying to find out how things worked. And it was fortunate that my office manager had um, most of the passwords so I was able to sort of cobble together my own little black book. And I would imagine that most business managers will have one of these because we can't, mm -hmm. as much as we remember so many things, you you just can't remember mm -hmm. everything. Um, and my little black book of passwords is invaluable. Yeah, it's, it's passwords, memorable information, all the other things that go with it. Yeah, <laughs> and you need, to, you need to sort of ask questions of people to find out who knows what because nobody tells you. Um, I do remember having a massive sort of situation with our bank because nothing had been changed over. So I couldn't log on to the banking system and trying oh. to sort of unpick all of that was really tricky. So, you know, that'd be my top tip sort of finding out where, where all the banking info is and what you need to do if that's not been done already. Yeah. Cause like you say, it's, it's access to certain things, like you say, obviously yeah. the bank and things like that, but also, I suppose, getting used to all the different systems that 
that people use because you might assume they use one thing and they use another or they have a system for something that you've not used a system for before definitely definitely I mean I was lucky that I'd used um sims before but I'd never used fms so again it was that was a like crikey and then I think the first first year I did year end about three four weeks before the bank decided to change their online banking system and it was like could you not have picked a better time to do this (laughs) so that was again it was trying to sort of set up a new system and and work things out (laughs) didn't recommend that one no no just when you think everything's going wrong something else goes wrong yeah but we carry on we we pick ourselves up and we carry on with it we do we have a gin and we crack on we do (laughs) so so we spend some time in the new school we get the logins and the passwords straight and and understood and everything where it should be what's next for me it was meeting with my head um Mm. because you need to know what they see as your priority how do they see your role developing in those early days um, and for me, it was with meeting with my head, it was the bank rack. I remember being sent an email saying, you know, I'm sure you can deal with this. Um, it hadn't been done for three months because the previous business manager had left in the early in the summer term. And my previous role, um, I had done some bank racks and so I knew how to do it, but I got pages and pages of statements and it was overwhelming. I didn't know sort of what to do. Um it was understanding what all the payments were for. Um, and at that point, I thought, gosh, what, why have I actually asked what they need me to do? Because I wish I could ignore this. Um, I mean, we had, we've got wraparound and nursery. So I just didn't know what everything meant. And I, and I can remember going home that sort of second night and crying, thinking, I can't do this. I've made such a mistake. But it was then taking a step back having a gin with my mum and talking things through with her and and finding out that actually somebody could help me. And it was my, for me, it was my LA finance officer. Um, And she came out and we started to to unpick things um, and she sort of told me what to look for. And in the end, she had to do so much of it and it took her a day and a half to sort it all out. And so it was no wonder that I couldn't do it. So I think I was very hard on myself and, um, you know, yeah, I wish I wished I hadn't known that was my priority. But I think, you know, each head will have a different priority. Um, they'll have different things they want you to do. And as you sort of build in and settle into your role, those things build up and they change. So I'd say meet meet with them as often as you can, really. And also be aware, I suppose, of the other support. Like you say, the the LA finance officer was able yeah. to help you in that situation. So find out, you know, if you've got any you know, um, third-party contracts or service providers that might know something that you don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we are very lucky in Warwickshire that we have fantastic support from the local authority. Um, I couldn't do my job without them, to be honest. Mm. Well, it's great. Like you say, it's such a complicated role that we have and we always think we have to know everything. Exactly. And really, it's it's knowing that network and having that support around us, which is so important. Yes, definitely. Okay, so we've met with the head, we're back at the desk, what's next? For me, it was how to organise my office and my incoming work. Um, And it took me a while to do that because you you might need to try different ways of doing things. I mean, I I had 
in trays for certain things. But at the end of the day, when anybody brought anything to my office, it just went in the top one. They just plonked it in the top. So it didn't quite work as I wanted it to do. Um, so physically organising my space, I moved my PC to different sides of my desk just to make things my own and find out how I was physically comfortable working. Um, and then it got on to when I was doing my bank recs and the transactions. I started off trying to sort of put everything on straight away in advance. You know, anything came in, I put it on and I saw payments for things, put them straight on. But I ended up getting ever so confused. Had I already put that on? You know, what's that for? So I tend to do now, I do all my bank rec work over a couple of days, you know, wait till I get my statements and then I add everything on. So you've got to find your own way of doing things. Um, and also for me, I'm, I'd am i love to be one of those people that's paperless, but I can't. <laughs> that's not my way of working. I've tried um, having tasks on my PC. doesn't work for me, but it will do for some people. Um, I have a, a big sort of scribbly notebook, but I also now have a, a planner. So I tend to write in that because I was putting jobs on onto my notebook thinking, oh, I'll, you know, I'll do that next week and then losing it. So at least this way in a planner, I can think, right, I don't need to touch that until next Thursday. So I can write it in for next Thursday. Um, and the, and it's there. And then for me, there is nothing like being able to tick something off. So even put something on. If you've completed a job that wasn't on your to-do list, you can tick it off just because you've done it. <laughs> It's the to-do list and the to-da list, isn't it? I know yeah, that's big yeah. on Twitter, the to-da list. I love yeah. it. I'm exactly like you. I can't go paperless. I have tried, and I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes me old-fashioned. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like to physically write things down as well. It's the only way I can yeah. get organised. Me too, me too. And post-it notes as well. Can't have too many post-it oh. notes. I love it. I've got a Z note with one of those Apple dispensers. Oh, I've got, I love the Z notes. They're great. <laughs> get one. Okay. <laughs> So, um, right, so what's next? So we've we've got organised. Um, where are we going next? Um, so you're in your, in your job and obviously you're still learning and finding your way, um, mm-hmm. even if you're an experienced business manager. But I would keep using the phrase, I'm new, and use it for as long <laughs> as you possibly can because you can get away with all sorts that way. You know, if you if you ring a supplier up or you you want to sort of try and get a, a better deal for something or you don't quite understand what something's been said to you, just say, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm I'm still new, I'm still learning. And <laughs> you get away with everything. I've done I think I did it for about two years. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. And I I say that as well. It's like you can say I'm new and it also gives you license to ask what appears to be dumb questions. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, why do we do this? And how do we do that? And, you know, you get away with asking those you questions. Do. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, so where next? So we've so we've done the spending time in the new school. We've got the logins and the passwords. Mm-hmm. We've met with the head. We've got organised. We are, we are new, so we are asking all kinds of questions mm-hmm. and, and getting away with finding out lots of things. Where do we go next? You'll have all of these things that you're juggling, all the different aspects of the role, um, which will be different from school to school. Don't expect everything to be perfect. Don't expect for you to be perfect, for the role to be perfect in your first week, your first month, even your first year. Things take time. Um, And if you're trying to find your feet and you've not had that handover, you won't know everything and you will make mistakes. 
but that's okay because that's a learning curve yeah. and things do get easier and easier um the, the first year that I started it was it was crazy it was trying to go back and all the you know start doing the bank wrecks the second September I went back everything went a little bit more smoothly and it keeps going that way mm. so don't expect to be perfect um and focus on what you have achieved rather than what you haven't and just I suppose remember that you've you've achieved this by yourself you haven't had anybody holding your hand and saying oh this is where this is this is how you do this you've done it and be proud of yourself for that absolutely I love that focus on what you've achieved we don't do that enough no we don't especially when you're new it's hard isn't it because you feel you should know and you should have got there faster and you should have learned it quicker and it's easy to beat yourself up yeah and I think if you've come from Another post where, I mean, the, the school I was at before, I was sort of the, the go-to person. You know, everybody would be like, oh, ask Sarah. Sarah will know that. Sarah will know where that's kept or how to do such and such. Mm-hmm. And so going into a new school and not being that person is actually quite hard because you're then asking yeah. questions all the time. Um, so, yeah, you've got to pick up your small things that you have achieved and be proud of them. So coming back to the head teacher, can the head help with that somehow? Yeah, I think you need to have regular meetings, regular check-ins um, with them and just say, how am I doing? Is everything okay? Am I doing what you think, thought I should be doing? Is there anything else that I need to pick up on? Um, because at bottom line, they're, they're the person that's your line manager um, and they need to know that everything's working as it should be. How regular do you think you should have those meetings? Um I don't think too regularly, but it, it can be uh, a movable feast, I suppose. It's when you feel you need to touch base and just check that everything's okay. I mean, I'd say maybe once a month it, it would be enough. Um, I wouldn't want mm. to do any more than that because you'd end up being a bit micromanaged, I would think. Mm. So what what feels right for you, but not, not too often so it doesn't feel too intense? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So apart from the head, what other support do you think? Um, a new business manager could access? If you've got a local um, SBM group, um, I was lucky enough that we have got one. Uh, obviously, we haven't had a face-to-face meeting for a long time, um, but we've got a, an email round robin that goes on, and that's fantastic because it, they're the people that are local to you, so they're dealing with the same, usually the same sort of suppliers, um, the local authority, and things mm. are hitting their inboxes the same time as they're hitting mine. So they're they're a great source of support. Um, if you can pally up with another business manager and go and, and visit them and find out how their school works, that's really useful. Um, I think it was SBM Rachel that um, I first met in person. Um, she mm. was brilliant. You know, her school was really really different to mine and she then introduced me to the wonderful world of Twitter which (laughs) I think for a business manager is fantastic Twitter is brilliant um I spoke to another business manager on Wednesday actually who was ringing to ask me questions about our wraparound and I just mentioned it to her and she said well I'm on Twitter but I don't don't use it for business management I said you need to and I sort of was really loving various people that she needed to follow. And I said, you know, you, you can ask questions. You can ask all sorts of stuff. Somebody will have an answer. And it's just a really supportive network. So that would, I think that would almost be top of my list 
to join that before you do anything else. Um, and I think you can, as you sort of go along and you progress in your career, you you find that you can help other people. Um, and that's, that's a fantastic thing. It's a real boost to yourself because I don't think we get enough recognition for what we do. Mm. And, and there is a particular business manager on Twitter who I think I've got on a bit of a pedestal. Um, she seems very in control, very in, she knows what she's doing. She's, she's got a real professional experience background and she posed mm. the question and I, I knew the answer. I could help her. <laughs> and I, I was really pleased that I could do that because it was a, you know, looking it back at it, it's quite a small thing, but at the time for me, it was massive what I was trying to yes. explain. And I was really pleased that I could help somebody else. So yeah, support works both ways. Um, Twitter is the way forward. I agree completely. You know, um, SBL Twitter is so active mm. and the collective mind is so powerful. And together, mm. I think SBMs can do anything, basically. That I firmly oh, believe yeah. that. Um, and I do think it's interesting, like you say, you felt it was so big, you know, that you knew the answer. Mm. And I think we've all got the answers between us. Um, mm. And it's great, like you say, it just works both ways. You can get the confidence as well as give other people confidence. Yes, definitely. So yeah, no, I love it. Okay, so that was number eight, I think. Where are we for our final point? What's the final tip? This comes from um, when I was in my leadership support role and we actually had some coaching. And the coach that I was working with, he said, you can't be busy all the time. You need to sort of take stock um, of what you're doing because otherwise you can end up sort of on a bit of a hamster wheel. So in my experience, um, and I know not everybody works like this, that for me, I need that time. I need a bit of catch-up time to evaluate what I've done. Uh, is there anything I could have done differently this week? How did that go? Did that work properly? Um, and it's also then it gives you a chance to think, right, what, what do I need to plan going forward? So for mm-hmm. me, it's um, my Friday afternoon. I have Tidy Friday in my house um, when I give the kids jobs to do, but I also have Tidy Friday at work as well. So <laughs> I tick off all my jobs that I've completed. I go back through my planner. Um, if there's something that I haven't done, which ha- happens obviously a lot, then they get transferred to the next week. Um, mm-hmm. And I try and just sort of clear my desk, do all the filing that I haven't got around to doing, check my calendar for the following week, see what's coming up, um, touch base with my admin team as well and see if there's things that are happening that I need to know about that will affect me and my role and the school in, you know, on a wider basis. So then on a Friday for me, that's job done, go home, and I know that I can start the next week sort of on with a clear desk and a clear slate and, and sort of re, restart positively. So I would definitely say give yourself a bit of time I think we, as people, we always feel that we have to be busy and we have to be seen to mm. being busy, be being busy. But sometimes mm. being busy is about sitting and taking stock and making sure you've got yeah. the mental capacity to carry on the following week. It's a well-being thing, isn't it, I think? Most definitely, most definitely. Like you say, just having that moment of pause to reflect on what's happened, mm. how you handled it what's about to happen are you ready for it are you organized yes it, it it's I advise people to do that because uh, I think there's nothing worse is to going home 
over the weekend and thinking of the big stack of stuff on the desk or mm. you just don't feel prepared do you exactly yeah okay so I think that's our nine tips right. so I'm just going to recap so spend time in the new school get all your logins and passwords straight meet with your head to see what their priority is for you try different ways of organizing things keep using the phrase I'm new and ask questions don't expect to be perfect in your first week, month, term, or even year. Ask for regular check-in meetings with the head. Find your support, specifically join SBL Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and find time to take stock and, and get organized, ready for the week ahead. So maybe it's not every Friday. Maybe you do it on a Monday morning. Maybe you do it on a Sunday evening. But whatever works for you. Yeah. And have any final thoughts, Sarah? You know, which of these is the most important or what would you, what message would you like to leave new business managers with? The most important thing for me, I think, is be kind to yourself. Um, like mm. I said, we, we, we're not, we, we think we're perfect, but we're not always perfect. Um, and like you've just mentioned, well-being, that is such a big thing. It's so important. You need to get your work-life balance sorted because as long as everything's ticking over, Everybody's got paid. Nobody's died. You've done a good job and you can't achieve everything. Things will be there the next day. So be kind to yourself and go home in the end of the day on time. Have a lunch break as well. Um, And then go home and spend your time focusing on you and your family. So look after your own well-being. I love it. I I don't think we could ever repeat that enough. You know, we are very good at advising other people, but we need to take our own advice. We need to look after our own well-being. We do. Wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing, please take heed of what Sarah said there at the end. Be kind to yourself. You can't achieve everything. And also, if you haven't already, join Twitter. Sarah is at Hutchie Rags and I'm at Laura LJ Business. You can also find our details in the show notes on my website at www.ljbusinessofeducation.co.uk. And one last thing, if you're looking for more tips on how to prepare for your first term as a school business manager, what you should be focusing on, who you should be talking to and how to plan your next steps. And you can download my free new school business manager checklist and starter kit on the free resources page of my website. The link will be in the show notes for this as well. Remember, this show is available in all of the podcast directories. Just make sure you hit the subscribe button in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you listen to today's episode and you're on social media, let me know what you think. You can find me not only on Twitter, but also on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook under the same name at Laura LJ Business. See you next week.